Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I have a list of names I want to read, Lindsay. Okay. okay. A list of celebrities, famous people. Many of them who's, most of them who's. Okay. This is an edited list, by the way. Sure. Malin Ackerman. Uh-huh. Marina Beckerin. Adriana uh, Barraza. Troy and Belisario. Bobby Burke. Jordana Brewster. Yeah. Connie Britton. Right. Caramel Brown. Okay. Uh-huh. Yvette Nicole Brown. Alexander oh. Dario. Peter Dinklage, uh-huh. Melinda mm-hmm. Doolittle, Tan France, Duff Goldman, Tony Goldwyn, yeah. Andrews uh-huh. Holm, okay. Ellie Krieger, Laura Linney, Kimberly Locke, uh-huh. Eva Longoria, uh-huh. Juliana Margulies, Joel McHale, Adina uh-huh. Menzel, Deborah Messing, uh-huh. Alyssa Milano, Tamara Mowry Housley, <laughs> Christina Ochoa, Zach Posen, okay. Adam Shankman, Omar Sharif Jr., Michael uh-huh. Sheen, Adam Schulman, uh-huh. Sarah Silverman, yeah. Curtis uh-huh. Stone. <laughs> Sure. Christy Turlington Burns, that oh. always takes me out. Michelle Williams, Kimberly Williams uh, Paisley. Which it one? Didn't, I wasn't sure. It didn't say. Russell okay. Wilson, yeah. <laughs> Scott Wolf, and Rachel. Uh, Z- Let's just assume it's both Michelle Williams's. Uh-huh. Do you know who those people are? Some of them. No, but do you know why they've joined together? No. They're curing COVID. Uh, Lindsay, they're ending COVID. I don't know if you heard ending. this, right, but they ending. signed an open letter demanding that world leaders end COVID. Well, f- finally, we're going to have resolution. Who wouldn't sign? Imagine not si- like. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Who wouldn't sign? Why are these the people who did? <laughs> I don't know. How did these specific ones get sent this thing to sign? Maybe they're just the letter signing types. Anyway, so we have these people to thank. Wait, you have to read the headline that goes with this. Well, the headline that was so funny was from page six, and it said, Anne Hathaway, Sierra, and more stars sign open letter to help in COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> Did they, like, donate money or, like, pledge their time or, like, say... No, 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 they no, just, no, no. They just... No, they signed a letter. They just signed a letter that said, like, we're done with this. They said, this is, quite frankly, annoying, and leaders have to fix this. That's what they this said. This has gone on too long, and um, Biden, where are you at? Is that what they're saying? <laughs> Well, Biden plus other world leaders. Well, you know, when Anne Hathaway puts on the pressure, things get done. Things get done. You are listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's start with some comments. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, I was just listening to the podcast, and while you were talking about uh, Vanessa Lachey's new NCIS Hawaii um, one of you said that Nick Lachey is just going to be like a stay at home dad now no he's going to be on this weird 
singing show on Fox called Alter Ego. This man's still hustling on all of these failed singing shows. <laughs> um, please discuss. I, I saw the advertisement the other night and immediately thought of y'all. All right. Uh, ScarJo Pizza Bite. Someone also tweeted and said, how dare you talk about both Grimes and Nick Lachey in the same episode and not mention that they're literally on a judging panel for a singing show together that just premiered? And I was like, you're so right. That is the randomest two celebrities to focus Mm -hmm. on and then not say that they're connected by this show. I, I was reading Dan's review in Variety and it begins with, quote, I'm not ready to be a human pop star, a contestant on Fox's new show Alter Ego tells us. Quote, I want to be a digital pop star. Magic. Whoa. This is unlike how we've seen people perform ever in the history of television. This is freaking nutty nuts. Fox is making television history and bringing you the world's first avatar singing competition. This is Alter Ego. The thing about this show, it airs after Mass Singer. It's clearly just like a spinoff of Mass Singer. It's trying to... Avalanche, avalanche? Nope. It's trying to jump off of the success of Mass Singer. Springboard? And exist, that's kind of what I meant, but Avalanche makes no sense with that. Snowball? Oh, that's what I was thinking about. I think you were thinking Snowball. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, avalanches do get better as they go down. So No, 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 but I was thinking there. of the word Snowball, and then I thought Avalanche, and then I said Avalanche. When you think about alter ego, it's like you feel like abject terror in a way that you feel that during an yes. avalanche and not necessarily a snowball. Exactly. Like there's nothing I can do and here it comes. It's essentially the voice, but they it's the voice. It's, it is the voice. It's the voice. But they perform as these kind of sim-like avatars. Well, it's the purest form of the voice because their bodies are gone. <laughs> They're just the voice and then the rest of it is CGI. But the thing is, the best part about the voice is the reveal almost, the surprise of it all. And this show is selling, oh, like these people, you know, they just feel so much better as avatars. But then they also make them reveal themselves, which is, I agree that it's satisfying for the viewer, but it's kind of against the point of the whole show. They're hiding behind their alter ego for the performance for the judges. Mm -hmm. But then the show is like, obviously to make the show like sweet, you have to say like, oh, here's the real person. Here's what they look like. And here's what they sound like. And this is why they're going behind the avatar. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just incredibly silly. And and Grimes like excitedly discussing it is just like very funny. Everyone on that panel. I mean, it's Grimes, Alanis Morissette, Will I am who literally will at the drop of a of the mention of a robot will show up to set. I mean, he <laughs> there is there anything that is like says future on it that he hasn't shown up to? And Nick Lachey. He was an early adopter when it comes to holograms. Will I am? Yeah. He's the future. We're joined now uh, via hologram uh, with by uh, Will I am uh, who is live in Grand Park. Let's see if we can uh, beam him in now. There we go. Oh, this is great. You know, we're at the eve of uh, a brand new day in America, and it feels good being here in Chicago. Uh, all this technology I'm being beamed to you, like it's Star Wars and stuff. Yeah, it, it looks like great. basically like exactly like in uh, in Star Trek when they would beam people down. That's what it looks like right here. So the ho- oh, the host is Roxy Diaz. Okay. I don't know who that is. She is a professional TV host. She's actually won an Emmy for being a TV host. And then you have the okay. actual musical artists as the judges. Nick Lachey. I'm glad he didn't take this hosting job. <laughs> I can't believe Grimes. I don't know how I feel about... Normie Grimes. 
normie Grimes. Like, there's nothing more normie than Fox. I do believe that Grimes earnestly likes this idea. It makes sense for her to like this idea. Well, she loves technology more than Will I Am. Well, she loves an avatar. And I mean, if you lived with Elon Musk and a baby named XAE12, wouldn't you want to get out of the house every once in a while? <laughs> Just occasionally. Claire. Claire. Hi, y'all. Uh, morning. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said sorry. Um, I had to pause the pod because I cannot stop laughing at the Grimes bit where she is, thinks that her son X um, senses that she doesn't like being called mother, so he calls her Claire. Um, I'm a speech therapist for children, and a lot of children call their parents by their first names, like, I myself called my mom by their first name until I was like three. And it's truly just because they're mimicking adults around them who also don't call their mother's mom. They call their mothers by their name. So that's why a lot of children will refer to their mothers by their first names because that's what they hear their mother called. Um, so yeah, uh, X is a normal child, not an alien from Mars like Grimes hopes. Uh, crunch, crunch, me in, me on the road, on the way to work. I just think that call is funny because it's Grimes saying, like, I'm actually quite interesting. And the speech therapist is like, she's actually very normie. Like, it's just more evidence that Grimes is normie, that Grimes is just Claire. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. I had to pause the recent podcast because you were talking about Kim Whitley and how she is often mistaken for Jack Hay and... The funny thing is, is very early on in your discussion of this, uh, Lindsay actually said that in the movie Ladybugs was Kim Whitley along with Rodney Dangerfield, but in fact, it is Jack Hay. So Lindsay fell for the same uh, confusing imagery of these two women that the rest of the world seems to have. Also... I'm sure that you're going to get a bunch of calls about this. Leanne Cuisine. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I just had to pause the pod because I had to double check, but it was actually Jack Hay in Ladybug and not Kim Whitley. Further adding to the confusion and another win for Kim Whitley. Grateful for Sharna. Thanks. Hey. You made the exact mistake that Jack Hay hates when people make. I'm sorry. And the mistake that Kim Whitley loves when people make. When I was editing this podcast, I was looking around for clips from Ladies Bugs and I couldn't find any. And I thought it was so weird that when I searched Kim Whitley Ladybugs, I could not find like a specific clip that worked really well. I was like, I don't remember her being not in the movie that much. I think she was in the movie a lot. Just turns out. She wasn't in the movie at all. I just love the idea of you looking for clips and being like, well, I guess no one else find her performance iconic. Moving on. <laughs> Sorry, Jack A. I'm not apologizing to Kim. Kim doesn't care. Kim's used to it. But Jack Kim A loves will it. probably try and sue me. <laughs> Kim loves it. Jack A hates it. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, I can't believe I'm actually calling in about this. Um, but I'm actually calling in about allulose. Um, uh, what's your magic spoon when you guys were talking about the hooey sweeteners? Um... And you were like, well, can you sprinkle allulose? And I weirdly know the answer to this question. Um, my partner makes a natural food product, and they were using crystallized allulose. Um, but apparently now allulose is actually out of stock, crystallized allulose, um, in the whole country. 
You can only get it in a liquid form right now. Um, and it seems like the company isn't even making crystallized allulose anymore. I guess they decided maybe it wasn't worth the money because you have to, like, start with liquid and then turn it into crystallized. So maybe they're not going to try to do the crystallized anymore. So you basically can only get liquid allulose that you use in, like, Magic Spoon and other products, but you can't get the crystallized one. Um, although maybe you can get it from China, but then is it still an all-natural product? It's, it's unclear. Um, anyway, so I can't believe I'm actually calling about this, but it is like this huge supply chain deal right now with Allulose. Um, and the hooiest of all the sweeteners is monk fruit, which is another all-natural one, and it's occasionally you find it in like these orange packets. Anyway, super, super hooey. Um, uh, anyway, this call is sort of deranged, but uh, crunch, crunch. After this call, thank you, literal magic spoon employee being like, I, I have like, facts about Allulose. I think this is call is a spawn, but it's not. Although this ad, this ad may have a Magic Spoon ad, I'm not sure, or this episode. Wait, this one hasn't. No, it doesn't have a Magic Spoon ad in it. This one it doesn't could. have a Magic Spoon ad in it. Okay. Maybe it will well, after it, the fact. It could, like when they later. throw them in late. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. When this caller called in and said there is such thing as crystallized allulose, like sprinklable allulose that you can use in a you know baking you or run, whatever. Did you run to buy it? Well, I googled it. Well, she's like, we're out of it. Like supply chain. No, there's no allulose. Ugh, I hear about that supply chain one more time. When you see what the main brand is i'm pasting it into the doc look at what the main brand of crystallized allulose is called nature's best sugar replacement no Lindsay. nature's bestie (laughs) oh nature's bestie (laughs) nature's bestie sugar replacement it's called nature's bestie allulose crystallized and then it has a photo of homemade chocolate chip cookies that is captioned serving suggestion <laughs> they look gross i'm sorry they look, they don't look nasty good. they look disgusting those cookies. i mean i'm like compelled by it but i guess if it's sold out in the entire country you're out of luck you're shit out of luck okay we're done let's move on to questions we're gonna tell you about a new show called jocular hosted by er fight master whom we've talked about on the podcast before tn tran and katie kershaw They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. (laughs) You are. Kind of. A little bit. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports. And in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me. They're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes. And that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. Christina on the coast is engaged, and I'm losing my ever-loving mind. Punch, punch. Christina Hackake, a.k.a. Christina Anstead, a.k.a. Christina Almusa, is engaged for, I think, at least a third time. Who on earth is this person that she's engaged to whose name is Joshua Hall? And how do these people get engaged so many times. She only confirmed they were dating in early July. Here we are mid-September and they're engaged. Please explain. Crunch, crunch. Are you people listening to this podcast? Like, am I screaming into the void? 
We've talked about this person like multiple times. Well, some people don't listen to every episode. They skip them. Now it's official, but we have talked about the boyfriend a lot. Joshua Hall. They did drugs together. They were lick toads. They... Then Tarek was like, how dare you fucking lick toads? You're a mother. And then she was like, fuck you, Tarek El Musa. And then they both are engaged now. I love that she got engaged in time for them to be engaged at the same time. Like mm-hmm. he, his, mar- <laughs> his wedding is soon to Heather Ray Young. Is, I think it's relatively soon. When is, uh, is there a date? Well, let me, hold on. I have the invitation on my fridge. One second. The duo has been focused on planning their special day, but hit a bump in the road during the summer of 20, don't we, didn't we all? They've changed everything about the wedding, but we don't know when it is yet. Okay. I'm not surprised we don't know when it is. If Christina Hawk beats Tarek back to the get married again, I will laugh so hard. In the time that he's getting married again once, she will have been have married twice. <laughs> I think that Christina Hawk is someone who, like, wins competitions. She's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I'm Christina. You may know me from Flipping Houses. But it turns out Flipping Houses was just the beginning. Not only are they engaged at the same time, the same jewelry designer designed both hers and Heather Ray Young's jewelry. Like, engagement ring. I mean, it could be just some the person who, maybe is it the person who uh, designed her original ring? That I assume, but couldn't confirm. But it's someone who is friends with Tarek and Christina. It's someone who's giving them both a deep discount for mentioning it and getting an entire page six article written about the ring. Mm -hmm. His name is Benny Hyun, but he goes by Benny and the Gems. (laughs) Benny and the Gems on Instagram and just professionally. And so they both have Benny and the Gems jewelry. She absolutely loved it. And thank God she loved it, the jeweler said, adding that he thought Hawk would come back for a redo. We men think we know exactly what women want, especially with the ring. I was puzzling surprised. She loved it. Okay, so he's promoting this shit on Instagram, obviously. I wanted to see if there was like a slight difference in tone when he announced each of his friends' engagements. And so tell me if you think there's like any difference here, if you think he has a favorite. Because when he shared Christina Hawk's engagement ring with Joshua Hall, he wrote, Congratulations to an amazing couple. Your friendship means the world to me. May you be blessed with good health, happiness, and much love on your journey together. And when Heather and Tarek got engaged, he posted the photo of their ring and wrote, Congratulations to my good friends, the real Tarek Al Musa and Heather Ray Young. Wishing you an amazing future together. Love the ring. I feel like he likes Christina more. <laughs> Is that weird of me to say? Well, I think he, he likes Christina more. Your friendship more. means the world to me. May you be blessed with good health, happiness, and much love. The other one just says an amazing future. Love the ring. Love the ring. Wink. <laughs> anyway, I think if you were friends with Christina El Musa and Tarek El Musa and they got divorced. I'd choose her in a minute. As scary as she is, I would choose her <laughs> so quickly. Are you kidding? She's intense, but... I choose her over him in a second. Hey, girlies. Long time, long time. I could know um, about Jessie Wu. She's an Instagram creator. Been on Wild and Out. Probably like a black who. And Karen Civil, a black cussie, maybe? But anyways, they have like major beef going on. And Jessie has been going just on like these days of Instagram posting and, like, Karen Civil sued her for three mil. I don't know. I could research and do all of that, but you guys are just so much better at it. And, um, yeah, if y'all could just tell me what's going on between them and what's happening. 
LA Crunch Crunch by. I don't know about any of this. I know who Karen Civil is though. Karen Civil's like the social media manager. She's very famous for like controversial social media manager. (laughs) Right. Like she got famous for doing Lil Wayne's social media whenever he was in prison and she launched the website wheezythanksyou.com. Did she ever have a website of her own? It's like alwayscivil.com. She has she loves her using her name. It's like alwayscivil.com. Sure, but she's not always civil. No, she's not always civil at all. We've learned the past we learned over the past week that she's not always civil. Not civil ever, yeah. No, 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 no. So that's person one. Person two, Jesse Wu, who is a comedian slash love and hip hop star slash aspiring singer. She's like very funny, but I think you can tell that her actual goals are to be a singer. She has a very beautiful voice. I'll play a clip of it here. It's been a long time since I felt this way. Don't take it easy, babe. But your weight on me. Don't you go worrying about what I can handle. And on Instagram. She did this thing that still is a little confusing because it's legal related. And you know that we always get fucked up when it comes to legal issues. But she posted on Instagram a caption that said, Earlier this year, at Karen Civil fake booked me using a non-existent company in order to obtain personal information, served me with an extortion case for the sum of $3 million at the fake booking, and had it recorded in order to pass the video around the industry with the goal to embarrass and intimidate me. Today, ahead of our hearing, the Superior Court of California sided with me, it's Jesse Wu. I want to thank my attorneys, Amanda and Billy. I stand by the court's decision and I look forward to my check being cut by Miss Uncivil. Clever. Her live today where she pressed about Haitian women empowerment was no coincidence. She's a loser. In real life and in court. She lost. She's scrambling. Run me my coins at Karen Civil. Okay. Yeah. Then she posts the actual ruling, and it says, Defendant Jesse Wu's special motion to strike the complaint of plaintiff Karen Civil is granted. Defendant may separately move for an award of attorney's fees and costs, which is what she's trying to do. She's trying to get attorney's fees from Karen Civil, which it seems she's probably going to get. So after this happens, and she essentially wins this court case, I don't necessarily understand what Jesse is saying that Karen did. It involves a fake company. It involves like attempted intimidation or maybe achieved intimidation. But after she posted this, people were like, oh my god, Karen Civil has been taken down by Jesse Wu, who's sort of a who. But it opened the floodgates with people telling their stories about how they have been messed with by Karen Civil in the past, allegedly. I mean, so many actual famous people have been like, fuck Karen Civil. Yeah, like Meek Mill is one of the most famous people who tweeted, Karen was my friend and turned on me for opportunity. Start having the blogs posting negative about me on some conspiracy shit. Lol, I forgave her, but I definitely don't want to deal with y'all industry people that move like that. You should admit what you did to me too. And then Karen goes on Twitter and is like, no, that didn't actually happen. I just supported you, blah, blah, blah. But then Joyner Lucas gets on the bandwagon. Who's that? Joyner Lucas is a rapper. Mm Mm-hmm. And said, my son was on the way and you stole $60,000 from me before I got in the game at Karen Civil. I hired you as a consultant and below attached was the memo you sent me. I was desperate for help and you knew that. After you were paid, you went ghost and didn't expect me to pop. Devil emoji, here I am. And he attached like the contract that she made him sign. And then apparently after he paid her the money, she like went away. (gasps) So Karen releases 
a statement on Instagram that says it's easy to make broad statements when you aren't familiar with the back end of the business. Subcontractors were paid, including Ravenel Agency, PR, local reps. All parties contracted out on your behalf to execute were paid from the budget allotted. It goes on and on and on. Anyway, then Joyner responds to that and says, all parties contracted out on your behalf to execute were paid from the budget allocated, dot, dot, dot. Execute what? What did you execute? What did you do? Show me. Help me understand. You went on vacation. And so instead of just sort of ignoring all of this, this is why I think things got as loud as I think they did. They discussed all of this on Clubhouse. No. So they had this like 24 minute, 25 minute conversation on Clubhouse. The two of them, there's a moderator too. There are also people asking questions like in the room. I listened to the whole thing. You can listen to the whole thing. It's honestly very repetitive. It goes on and on and on. And I was like, why are you doing this? But Karen's point that she makes is that the reason that she's doing this publicly is so that no one can say this conversation didn't happen because she claims that back when this all began in 2015, 2016, they had conversations privately and dealt with this amongst themselves. And now she claims that Joyner is coming out of the woodwork and making it seem worse than it actually was. So then you went on Twitter the first time you were upset said she took this and did it. I called Sean. I have the call recorded. I said, Sean, what's up with this? He said, nah, he's upset. He's enraged, Karen. He just had his baby. He gonna take it down. He's just upset. Like, he just really, like, you guys gotta talk. You guys, I said, nah, at this point, I don't like this. And this is coming from a point of like, I said, why is it okay that folks can be disrespectful online and we have to have these quiet conversations? I said, I wanna get back on the phone with him, but why are we getting back on the phone after this? And he said, nah, I'm gonna tell him to apologize. I said, tell him, say this, if he, if he wants something to say, to clean it up, here you go, we get back on the phone. And that's the little portion of the conversation you're showing. And after this all happens, who else gets involved? The guy who runs Hollywood Unlocked, other Jason Lee. Not my name is Earl Jason Lee, no, Hollywood Unlocked one. Jason Lee. And yeah. he says that one time Karen Civil was pissed off at him and paid a hacker $20,000 to shut down Hollywood Unlocked and basically fuck with him. And he did it. The hacker did it. Jason Lee accused her of this on Clubhouse and she admitted to it. <gasps> and then what you did as a result of me not taking that story down, you hired that kid to hack Hollywood Unlocked. Ooh. You know you paid him the 20000 You sent him all the receipts. You said it was you and Punch from TDE that were going to help him become a rapper. Whoa. This kid don't know nobody in the industry. He don't know nothing. All he knows is he poor and he want to get out the hood. And you promised you was going to help him if you took me down. You told him to take down all my personal shit, too. Oh. The only thing is you didn't pay the back end, so he got at me and he gave me that information. Oh. And, and the, the person he's referring to was not Punch at TDE. That was somebody totally different. Yeah, this kid, this kid is a hacker. And to a point of, yeah, Jason, you you playing this game? Yeah, I hit this. Nobody promised him $20,000. Nobody promised Ooh. him a rap career or nothing like what that. Did she just he decided to? to double back and tell you some stuff. And I almost don't even want to talk about it today because this is still in progress. Like, Jason just went on The Breakfast Club and said that the $20,000 that was allegedly paid to this hacker to shut down Hollywood Unlocked was provided by none other than Nicki Minaj, Nicki Lewinsky, Nicki the Ninja, Nicki the Boss, Nicki the Harajuku Barbie. Basically, she's a scammer is what everyone's saying. It seems that she is just a scammer and that's what's happening. And she has been revealed for being a scammer and people keep coming out of the woodwork to say, yes, Karen Civil is a scammer. She is not Allegedly, she's a Allegedly. scammer. Allegedly. I don't need to get sued by Karen Civil. Allegedly, she's a scammer. It is funny that all of this is happening and her name is Karen Civil and her whole thing is just keep it civil. She literally is keeping it in civil court. She's keeping it uncivil in civil court.
She also is one of the people, and I, and I have never figured out how this happens, but she's one of the celebrities who gets top questions answered on Google. People have called in about this you're a obsessed lot. With this. No, but you're and they're obsessed like, with this. and they're like, why do some people get these? When you Google a person, just Google a person, not even who is this person. But if you Google Karen Civil and you scroll down past, you know, news videos, whatever, you'll get top questions answered, and it's like Google sanctioned videos. It's literally like a thing that Google was doing for a short period of time that they got as many people to do as they can, but then stopped doing. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. They answer questions about themselves. It's very that like that Vanity Fair slash GQ thing where they look at how the what you read it just did where they look at what their people are searching for on Twitter mm-hmm. and answer it. It's like that, but within Google. So it says, what does Karen Civil do? And she says, entrepreneur, brand curator, influencer, author, philanthropist. So many things. And then also, is Karen Civil vegan? Which is one of the most asked questions. I was vegan for three years. Now I just practice a healthy eating lifestyle. Glad we cleared that up. (laughs) Thank you. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I don't know if you've talked about this already, but have you seen these Burger King commercials where, like, who's used their real name to, like, name like a like a value meal and then like the commercial it's like them as their celebrity persona and then like them as a regular person and so like Nelly it's like Nelly and Cornell Haynes Jr. you know which I guess is his real name and then there's someone named Larissa Machado who is she and then there's somebody else but I can't remember um but like if you watch college sports these ads are on like all the time crunch crunch I don't want to give Burger King free advertising on this podcast, but I guess we already talked about the McDonald meal. This is like the McDonald meal, but like less smart. The -hmm. point of the ad is that, oh, like the food is like the real, real food. So the real you is eating the food or something. But these names, the real names of these stars, stars is a, you know, to varying degrees, (laughs) is people don't know that Nelly's real name is Cornell Haynes Jr. I don't think that a lot of people know that. I don't think people know that Lil Huddy's, the TikTok star's name is Chase Hudson. That's what I'm saying. And Larissa Machado, who you might not know at all, is Anita, who's a, she's a Brazilian pop star. She was at the VMAs. And I don't think anyone knows her either way in terms of an American audience or the majority of American audience. They're trying to make a point. They're trying to make a narrative. But mm-hmm. then the actual advertising element of it, everyone's like, who the fuck is Cornell Haynes Jr.? Oh, it's Nelly. Why didn't you just say Nelly? Why didn't you just say Nelly? Well, they're trying to keep it real. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They're trying to keep it real because... They're trying to keep it real. The keep it real is they're cutting artificial ingredients out of their menu. And so they're showing that off by... Which ones? The... (laughs) Which ones? They permanently banned 120 of them. Okay, but how many were there to start with? Well, I don't know. But the full actual language is we've permanently banned 120 artificial ingredients and counting. But I'm just <laughs> so funny because it's, like, it's like, how many were there to begin with? 120,000? Right. There could easily be thousands. Like out of 1 million artificial ingredients, we banned 150. Here's a complete list of 120. They Stop. have they, they released it. It's our blacklisted ingredients. The who's and them's of, these, of the blacklisted ingredients oh, that Burger King I mean, banned. One is like black molds. One of them is literally aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God there's no more aluminum in my Burger King uh, Whopper. Yeah, wh- there's one no is like orange toxic one. Toxic sludge. Yeah. Oh, that. Okay. They banned MSG. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm banning Burger King if you're banning MSG. Yeah, MSG say, rules. That's, that's bite me. Like, 
Yeah, that's a misnomer. It's a very easy the- way to get my umami, sweetie. Get that out of here. They banned yellow one, yellow two, yellow three, yellow four, yellow five, but I don't see yellow six on this list. What else? They banned red number 40, but none of the other reds. <laughs> so, <they're> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I understand what any of these chemicals are, but yeah. that as the messaging doesn't really do it for me. This seems like we have to compete with the celebrity meals. Let's do it as quickly as possible and in a way that makes us look sort of good. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting that both uh, Lil Huddy and Anita were at the VMAs. They're like a different, they're both going for very different audiences than let's say Nelly. I'm, Nelly seems mm-hmm. to be the one that's kind of the, the millennial uh, gesture. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, remember him? We talked about the other two because they were at the VMAs. You know? Totally. One thing I appreciated was in Vulture's write-up of the Keeping It Real meals. By Rebecca Alter. You were mentioned. Rebecca Alter wrote, I was personally most excited for the Little Huddy meal, mostly because he best exemplifies the hooiness in the Weberian sense of this whole venture. Oh my God. That <laughs> the is... The Weberian sense. I mean, if to be name-checked like that, oh <laughs> God, makes my heart sore. Like, who even gets that? Imagine somebody Googling that. What's Wabarian? It's like, doesn't even exist. Wow, alter egos are thems in 2021. Yeah, it's just funny because it's like, like Anita's is an alter ego because she's talked about being an alter ego. And I guess Lil Huddy's is an alter ego. But Nelly's is just like his name. It's a stage name. That's not an alter ego. Like he's acted in movies and TV and he's used that name before. Yeah. It's weird distinct. Like this is, not everyone is Sasha Fierce. Not everyone is Joe Calderon. Not everyone is uh, Roman. It's a bad concept. <laughs> Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like (laughs) having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic Mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. I just called, but then I had to recall. I'm, I'm drunk, whatever. Okay, so to get to the point. Um, so a long time ago, I wanted to call in and ask you who Wallace Day was, uh, but I can't remember if you had already talked about 
them and then because I was following them on Instagram and I was like, what the, who the heck is Wallace Day? But it wasn't relevant. And then now Lily Reinhardt of Riverdale is now confirmed to be dating Wallace Day. Apparently there were a lot of TikTok comments that were liked and they're together as a freaking lesbian. I am invested. Okay. Grateful for Sharna. I'm not getting played. Okay, this is just rumored. This is just, 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 just rumored. I believe it though. But there is nothing funnier than the self-proclaimed bisexual Lily Reinhardt being rumored to date the woman who is the replacement for Ruby Rose in Batwoman. On Batwoman. <laughs> like, in full spirit, this woman, Wallace Day, appears onto the Batwoman set, which is also on the CW, and says, who is around here, right? <laughs> Lily Reinhardt, also on Riverdale. Lily Reinhardt is like, I'm here. Hi. Well, there are photos of them, like, being cute. No one has confirmed anything. Well, one of the photos that Wallace posted is her with her arm around Lily, sort of like half kissing, but kissing Lily's ear. And the caption is birthday cake emoji and heart emoji. Mm, like some, it, they're celebrating somebody's birthday. Mm-hmm. And then happy birthday, Lil heart emoji. I mean, you can kiss your friends on the cheek and like wish them a happy birthday. To quote the Daily Mail or to use the Daily Mail's language, they look loved up. I just am now looking at Batwoman premiered, right? And Ruby Rose didn't say anything. <laughs> the next day she posted, I'm sorry I didn't congratulate Wallace Day yesterday. I knew about the casting beforehand and I didn't know when it aired, so I forgot to. <laughs> She's <laughs> such an asshole. She's such an asshole. But Wallace Day. So Lily Reinhardt came out as bisexual last year. Uh-huh. Wallace Day, had, yeah, she came out in an Instagram story. Wallace Day has never actually commented on her sexuality. Wait, are you kidding? I just assumed that this woman was gay. I didn't even like say had she confirmed. I, I didn't no. even. All she's ever said was in a tweet. And I have the tweet up. At 6.43 a.m. on October 30th, 2017, which is really funny. Like early morning in like Halloween era. Being straight, bisexual, or gay is not a choice. All I'll say on that matter. You can't replace Ruby Rose on Batwoman and then not be like, I'm gay. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Come on. Uh... Lily Reinhardt tweeted, how do I, this was a couple of weeks ago, how do I add pictures to my TikTok video just by itself? And Wallace commented, oh my God, you're so cute. Bye. And then Lily Reinhardt responded, coy face followed by kissy face. Well, that's but a there's a heart. Right there. But the, it's not just the normal kissy face. It's the kissy face where the heart's coming out of the kiss. Well. well what else could we, it mean, that's Lindsay? That's all you need to say. <laughs> that's all you need to say. What else could it mean? Allegedly. Also, like, this room was published on Autostraddle. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, but I believe lesbians. So that's it. <laughs> We're done. Oh, you believe the lesbian media? I believe lesbians. Right. Oh, great. That's what that translates I to. always believe lesbians. Yeah. You're so supportive like that. Uh-huh. Okay, next next uh, relationship call. Lindsay, Bobby, breaking fucking news. Anna Dermas was just spotted with her new boyfriend, who is the vice president of Tinder. 
my apologies if this is old news, if you guys somehow talked about it, and I somehow forgot about it, but wow, girl, what is with her taste? Maybe he's a perfectly nice guy. I just cannot imagine that the vice president of Tinder is a great dude. Um, just wow, wow. The, the time of banana bonanza seems so long ago now. I miss it. Anyway, that's all. This is funny. I feel so stupid for ever saying that Anna and Ben were going to get back together. I feel you really, really stupid. really thought they were going to get back together. But oh, the thing is, you, you sensed um, an energy that created banana. I misinterpreted the energy. Yeah, I think it's like you did feel the correct energy. You were able to predict that something big was going to happen, but you kind of assumed it would be that these two would get back together because mm-hmm. the energy around them was so strong. Meanwhile, it's like since then – Anna, like none of the movies that she was in came out yet. <laughs> am, am I wrong? Sorry. All these movies we're talking about. I feel so bad for Anna de Armas. Like she's gonna be fine, single... but like, oh. <laughs> but where are these movies? I could name you movie. I could name you three movies she's in that haven't come out yet. No time to die. Not out. Blonde. Dark water. Not out. Blonde. Um, blonde. Not out. There's probably another one. There's probably more. Where is the Ben Affleck thriller that you guys were supposed – I love that people are like, oh, they're Deep, together because they're water. promoting this this movie. It's like it's not even out yet. What are you talking about? Deep Water, sorry. Now she's dating the CEO of Tinder or – sorry, she's she's dating the, the vice president of Tinder. He was founder of a company that was acquired by Tinder and then he mm-hmm. became the vice president of Tinder. And what's funny about this man – We haven't even said his name. <laughs> his name is Paul Bukadakis. He is – works for Tinder. He is a – tech guy and he was previously linked to daisy ridley which is very funny to me i had a hard time sleeping last night i was like tossing and turning and i feel like next time i'm struggling with insomnia i just need to get a loop of you going he was previously linked to daisy ridley and that'll just knock me right out yeah it's like cardboard on cardboard you know Mm -hmm. just boring bland Mm -hmm. textureless i guess cardboard does have a texture but it, it reads as like, I'm not trying to get the press anymore. I'm not trying to impress anyone. I just met this cute guy. He's like, he's got his life together and like, we have a good time. Like, it, it went from promo cycle to kind of normie boring. Well, it's like the promo cycle, the promo for the thing, the thing never happened. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm just going to do me. I was laughing at, um, there's an oh no, they didn't post about Paul Bukadakis and Ana de Armas. And all the comments are like, you know whatever they're kind of like boring or whatever and there's not that many comments in the post and somebody commented only 40 something comments in this post her days are over i guess <laughs> and then someone replied anna de flop miss <laughs> i was just like so sad she hasn't even had you, the opportunity to flop but also the idea that you judge somebody's fame level by how many comments they get in their oh no they didn't post is very funny because mm-hmm. she used to get you know when she was with ben affleck she'd rack up the comments everybody was commenting now, Anna de Flopness. Anna de Armas updates tweeted on September 21st. Anna de Armas is ready for her comeback. From where? Where? Did, from what? Where? With with boyfriend Paul Bukadakis makes her way to a flight to London to kick off the No Time to Die global God. press tour. Well, when you think about it, it's kind of shocking that her first major press cycle was just a relationship, but it was so big that it may as well have been a movie. I'm just laughing at comeback because comeback from what? I guess um, Knives Out? Knives Out or something? But 
that's what I'm think they're saying. They're not saying it's a comeback from a performance. They're saying it's a comeback from her last like media cycle, which right. was about a relationship. And I would argue that the media cycle that she was participating in or the subject of in 2020 when she dated Ben Affleck was bigger than most people's promotional cycles for movies. You know, yeah. like it was as big mm-hmm. as anything. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's fair to call it a comeback. It's just strange. Yeah. It doesn't happen. We had nothing to do. There were no movies to see. No Time to Die, Deep Water, Blonde, and The Gray Man is the other one. The oh, The Ryan, Gray Man, the Ryan Reynolds Ryan, run. Not Reynolds, the other one. Philippi. No, the other one. Wow. Oh, my God. Not Philippi. Gosling. Oh, my God. I can't believe I went to Philippi. Philippi before Gosling is like, oh, God. I watched the end of Antitrust recently. I was thinking about Antitrust, so I got Philippi on the brain. I love Antitrust. Great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Great, great movie. Antitrust. Great movie. movie. You know who's in that movie? Claire Forlani. You know who else is in that movie? Rachel Lee Cook. You know who else is in that movie? I've seen it. Who else? Tim Robbins. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Who else is in that movie? That movie is uh, pretty much the spiritual sister of of the net and very uh, modern. I'm glad you also like Antitrust. It's a great movie. Of course I do. I love computers. Okay. One more relationship call. I still don't even know what antitrust means, but yeah, I love it. (laughs) Chelsea Handler is in love. And I just feel like that means that there's there's hope for us cynical bitches. Um, I don't know who her lover is, though. Um, He's a comedian. I know that. And that's really all I know about him. I don't know if I should be embarrassed, but I don't know who he is or if he's truly... um, in the who category but i would love to hear more about who this man is and uh, i'm just so happy for her crunch crunch that's a nice sentiment to be happy for chelsea handler for mm-hmm. finding love i i don't really love that you were calling him her lover it's very taylor swiftian mm-hmm. but yeah it looks like that's her boyfriend they are confirmed it is fun because he's literally like her sidekick on the show not permanent sidekick but like He's on her show a lot and he's given interviews that are like, I was reluctant to be on her show a lot because I didn't want to seen as her be seen as her sidekick. And it's like, dating her is not going to help with that goal, Joe. But, mm-hmm. you know, love is love is love is love, as they say. A source confirmed to Page Six that Handler, 46, and Coy, 50, have been dating after they were spotted looking cozy at a L.A. Dodgers game on August 31st. The new couple, who have been pals for years, seemingly wanted to keep their relationship on the down low at first, as Coy tried to tell TMZ Live in September that he and Handler were just, quote, great friends. Tried to tell? Mm. <laughs> tried to tell, or told. I think you Didn't told. Didn't try that hard, you know. So who is Joe Coy? He's a comedian. He's a, he's a stand-up comedian. He's a comedian. Well, he has, like, if you Google him a little bit, he has, like, a sitcom and development. Mm-hmm. He's, like, a pretty standard comedian guy. But, yeah, he was, he's was he been on our show a ton of times. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised because I didn't know his name off the top of my head. And when I went to his Instagram, he has, like, over a million followers. So it's not like this guy is nobody. And he has one million things in development. Well, happy for happy for Chelsea Handler and her new lover. Ooh. Oh, it's very, very SNL hot tub. Yeah, no, it's fun to have, after the previous two relationships, to have a couple of people who were, you know, 48 and 46 and 50. That's what I think the caller's sentiment is about, is like, you know, the idea that it's like, she's like, I found love and I'm 46, you know, and like, that's just, you know, that's how my life went. And I didn't think I would. And it seems cool. Yeah, I think that that's nice. We're going to skip a call about Nicole Richie's hair lighting on fire on her 40th birthday, um, because it's more visual. 
It's on our Instagram. You can go take a look. You really have to take a look and see it. She's fine, but her hair did get caught on fire as she blew out her candles. That's scary. Now I'm going to be thinking about that. Horrifying. Almost set myself on fire yesterday. No, you did Hovering over the stove. Yeah, almost set a shirt on fire. <gasps> hovering what over was, the stove. What, like just the flame was really high? Yeah, I was in my robe. Oh, your robe would have went up in flames, the whole thing. It would have completely caught fire. Like, I would have What's set that fire robe, to the robe made of? Synthetics, <laughs> I would have definitely. set fire to the robe. Probably synthetics. Probably things that Burger King does not put in their meat. <laughs> right. That, that, that robe is definitely like 30% cotton, the 70% whatever else. You know, uh, blue dye number three or something. 70% this was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you almost went up in flames. And I was like, oh my God, I would have caught fire. And then I realized I need to put a fire extinguisher in my apartment. I don't have one. Do you need to put a fire extinguisher in your apartment? Do you have a fire extinguisher? No, not in my apartment. Everyone needs one. No, I don't think I need one. Someone pointed this out to me fairly recently, and they were like, Bobby, do you have a fire extinguisher? And I was like, no. And they were like, of all people, I thought that you would definitely have like multiple fire extinguishers in your apartment. And I was like, wow, that's so true. And I don't have a fire extinguisher in my apartment. No, I don't have one. I But where where is this? Home Depot. They got them literally at the front. Home, front of Home Depot, they got a whole because it's fire season approaching. For who? New York. I have a friend who's a firefighter in New York, and he fire, fall winter. Yeah. Fall winter, he calls it fire season. Okay. It's scary. Well, he's a firefighter, so that's literally his job to 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 know when fire season is. So I'm not really impressed by that. No offense to your friend. Who's well, a I'm just saying I'm scared. I need to get a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that, Nicole Richie. You're walking tinder. Anna de Armas is like, did somebody say Tinder? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, long time, medium time. Um, I was just filling out um, people's Sexiest Man Alive 2021 poll. Um, and question eight out of 20 is, who is the sexiest real estate king? Um, yeah, Slim Pickens in this category. We have both Property Brothers, Jason Oppenheim. Chip Gaines, and then Tarek El Moussa. So um, I don't know why they included this category, um, but I was just wondering what your thoughts are on this. All right, crunch, crunch. Few things will like make you curl up into a ball more quickly than scrolling <laughs> the Sexiest Man Alive Reader's Choice where poll. Where did you find this poll? Who's, where's this poll? I had to like search this, search down this poll. Where Where is it? Is people telling people to vote for this? How are they getting people to the polls? Like, what is going on? It's the number one trending post on people. So they're probably artificially post putting it at the top. So people are seriously voting on this thing? People seriously vote on it every year. This no. caller is seriously voting. No, but also they don't have this every year. This is like a newer thing, I think. They do part of it reader's choice. I haven't seen this many categories. Yeah, you haven't seen 10 out of 20. Who took the sexiest vaccine selfie? That's not in the usual roundup of... First of all, exactly one of the five that they have here is sexy. None of the other ones are sexy. I mean, the only sexy one is the one wearing not a mask and he looks great. (laughs) It's Maluma. Right. The only one is Maluma who is fully shirtless and not in a mask and taking a selfie of his Band-Aid at his apartment. The other ones are like getting a needle pricked in them at a vaccination station with masks looking sad. I know. Maluma's like, like, no, I'm going to. Maluma's like, no, I'm going to art direct this and I'm going to show off my body and my smile. Who is the sexiest real estate king? 
It's like which which face would you rather sit on like a bench, you know, like whose face on a bench would you rather sit on? <laughs> Did you see what's so fucked up? People sexiest man, sexiest real estate king. Drew Scott, Jonathan Scott, Jason Oppenheim, Tarek El Musa and Chip Gaines. Brett Oppenheim is not there. Only Jason. Jason's there, not Grayson. Only Jason, not Grayson. Well, Grayson doesn't like the spotlight. Just Jason does. We have two different twin real estate people as part of this category, but one of them is missing his twin. So we have <laughs> twins, half of twins, Tarek, who's a mess, and Chip Gaines. That's who we have to choose from here. Literally two two different pairs of men that look the exact same. And then Tarek and Chip. Slim Pickens. You wonder why the Scots rise to the top? Slim Pickens. Also, my other question just is like, who cares about these? Who's the actual sexiest man alive? Do you have any guesses for who's going to be sexiest man alive this year? It's such a PR play. It's hard to guess. It's not even like there's no ca- there's no algorithm to it or anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, it'll be who has stuff coming. I mean, it could very well be Ben Affleck. No, that would be... Really? I mean, you're right. It could be. I mean, it could very easily be Ben Affleck. He hasn't been sexiest man in like 20 years, and that would be very fun and pressy. But like, who's in a million things coming up? Like, it could be Yahya Abdul-Mateen yeah. because he's in Candyman and The Matrix. Like, it's like you have to think about the fall movies. It could be Keanu. It could be Keanu. It's now such a like PR play that it's not even. It could straight up be Jason Sudeikis. You know, like. It could be Jason. Oh, my God. It's going to be Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. It is. No, it is. It is. Hey, um, I'm just wondering if you can rank the following from who to them. Um, Evan Peters, Evan Rachel Wood, dear Evan Hansen. Thanks. Crunch, crunch. What? <laughs> Evan Peters, Evan Rachel Wood, dear Evan Hansen. Who to them? It's like a banana, a plane, and Ryan Gosling. Rank them <laughs> who to them. <laughs> Okay, so it's going to be Ryan Gosling, a uh, plane, and then banana. Banana's yeah. the themiest of all of them. Yeah, who's the whoeiest? Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling is the whoeiest. And yeah. then the plane. And, and then, then the banana's the themiest. Banana's themiest, okay. so, yeah. Moving on. Moving on, Evans. Evan Rachel Wood, Evan Peters, Dear Evan Hansen. I think it's going to go Dear Evan Hansen, Evan Rachel Wood, and Evan Peters, simply because he has the Emmy bump right now. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I kind of think that Evan. Evan um, Peters is the whoiest, but that's just me. He just won an Emmy. He's got so, an Emmy bump. Two people watch the Emmys. Maybe three. He was on one of the most talked about shows of the year. I don't know. And people are still like, who is that guy? I'll say Dear Evan Hansen is the whoiest because of the campaign. And then I'll say Evan uh, Peters. Han- Peters. And then I'll say Dear. Uh, then I'll say Rachel Evan Wood. Evan Rachel Wood was just in the Ben Barnes music video for 11.11. So maybe she is the themiest. Yeah, great music video, as we talked about. Hi, um, will you please rank these from who to them? Um, it's Toyota Sienna, Sienna Miller, and Sienna the Color. Um, crunch, crunch. I hate you, people. Absolutely hate you. Okay, what is it? Toyota Sienna, Sienna Miller, and the Color Sienna. This is actually hard. I think they're all the same. Hold on. <laughs> Toyota Sienna. Can you name the silhouette? Like, what kind of car is a Sienna? I have Let's see no you idea. Know. Can you? I think it's a van. Is it? If you're right, it edges out Sienna Yeah, it's Miller. a minivan. It's a minivan. Okay, so Sienna Miller is 
the Lois. No, the color Sienna, which I think is like, no, wait, the color Sienna is like a burnt brown, right? Like an orangey brown. Yeah. And whenever you Google Toyota Sienna, Toyota loves parking at Sienna's on Sienna colored ground. Okay, 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 okay. So the lowest is Sienna Miller because it, it's easier to say what the color of Sienna is and the silhouette of the car than what movie she's been in. Burnt. Factory okay. girl. Okay. <laughs> 21 bridges. Okay. So Sienna Miller is the who he is. Oh my God, burnt Sienna. Then How have I ever put that together? The Toyota Sienna, then the color Sienna, yeah, then the color Sienna. I think that's the only that's the only answer. And we're I don't think we're doing this just for you know just for show. This is the right answer. Hi, um, long time, long time. Um, had to pause the pod when um, Bobby made the iconic Price is Right mountain climbing yodeling noise. Um, which really, like, brought me to a place um, that I loved. And um, I just wonder if you could do some ranking of a Who to Them Price is Right game. Obviously, Blinko would be really high up there, um, but interested in your other thoughts. Okay, ScarJo Pizza Roll. Bye. I'm looking at the games that they play on Price is Right. I feel like I've only seen, like, three of these actually played on the show. Some of these never come up. I think there's only one them, and I think it's Plinko. Plinko. That's what the caller said. Price is Right bothers me. It's like, you got to know so much about inflation. You know, who's out here studying inflation, right? Also, we live in New York, so we don't know what anything costs, you know? It's like unfair. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. here costs more. They'll be like, oh, uh, organic milk, and the person next to me will be like, say the normal price, and I'll be like, $7 a gallon. <laughs> Seven dollars a quart. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it costs in my bodega. What are you talking about? And everyone's like, "You freak." Well, bodega prices are a completely different world. <laughs> like right. bodega prices are like unlisted, and they're up to the cashier's discretion. <laughs> Truly. So, I'd say, oh, a uh, uh, a Snickers bar anywhere from nine nine cents to five dollars, <laughs> depending on how the guy feels that day. <laughs> hey, Lindsay, Bobby. So, I want to know before SNL posted their lineup, did Kim Kardashian left? know who Halsey was? And second question, now that SNL just posted this lineup, does Kim Kardashian West today know who Halsey is? Thanks, Crunch Crunch. The thing about Kim is that she's funny. Yeah, She's always been funny. Well, she carried a TV show for 15 years, and yeah. half the time she was the age 15 or whatever. Sorry, she was older than that, but you know what I mean. But did she before? But did the person ask if she knew Halsey? She knows who Halsey is. Of course she knows of course who Halsey she does. Is. Yeah. What a weird question. Of course she does. She knew who Halsey was before. She knows who Halsey is now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Someone tweeted, what was this Halsey tweet about the bar exam? Did they just confuse her with Kim? Or is Halsey also taking the bar? I don't know. I guess Halsey was like, I want to be a lawyer. Why are we talking about that? What's this have to do with anything? Because both of them want to be lawyers. And both of them oh. are taking the bar. Yeah, Halsey retweeted someone who said, did you take the bar? And she said, oh, not yet. I'm like still studying. I guess she'd expressed that she wanted to like be a lawyer or like study law or whatever. So yeah, the girlies can like talk about, you know, lawsuits. God, I'm trying to name like, I'm literally trying to name any type of law, law like topic. And I can't even think of anything. Plaintiffs and... um. Can you name any? Name anything. Torts. Yeah, there you go. Contracts. Yeah. She probably forgot that she said that. And then this fan was like, how was the bar? Did you take it? And she's like, oh, not yet. I'm still studying. 
Kim keeps flopping at the bar. She's not a very good... Uh, Kim keeps flopping. I don't think she's a good mentor. She's not going to really be able to help Halsey learn anything. Kim does keep flopping. And also, they've taken a selfie together. Of course, they know each other. I just love the idea of Halsey studying for the bar to become a lawyer so she can like sue everyone who calls her a flop. She's like, <laughs> defamation, defamation. She's just like handing out anyone who comes for Halsey. She's just suing the shit out of you. Your Honor, as you can see in Exhibit B7... I am not a flop. You can see my billboard charts the past five years. Halsey saying, the prosecution rests. And then me, the defense, like, leaning in my chair going, more like the prosecution flops. And then they're like, ah! what did you say? Your Honor. Your Honor. What did we just say? Your Honor. <laughs> I said the prosecution flops. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways. Yes, they know each other. We're done. There's also a lot of weird people on Saturday night. It's like Owen Wilson and Casey Musgraves. Weird, mo- it's a weird duos. Rami Malik I mean, and Young Thug. Yeah, but like it kind of makes sense. I don't know. Like Owen Wilson is having like his little resurgence. He was in um Loki and probably something mm-hmm. else coming up. Casey's got an album. Halsey's got an album. Young Thug's got an album. Brandy Carlo's got a memoir and an album. Probably just a memoir. I think just a memoir. Sudeikis just won all those Grammy uh, Emmys for uh, Ted Lasso. Rami mm-hmm. Malek is the villain in No Time to Die. I find the index card and the corkboard aesthetic so triggering and terrible, but it's whatever. It's really iconic, though. It's iconic, and I it gives like, me Like, shout highs. out to SNL for, like, making it kind of iconic. Is that you can you know exactly what that means. The date, the host, the music guest. Okay, well... Thanks for listening to another episode of Who's There, our weekly call-in show. Keep calling in at 619. Who then to leave questions, comments, and concerns? Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes and more. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Tuesday read a theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research assistant, for helping us out. And thank you for listening this far. Keep listening after the theme for Caller. You're doing amazing, sweeties, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey. W-S-W-L-F-G-L-L-C-S-Corp. Who fucking weekly? Let's fucking go. L-L-C-S-Corp. Bye. Hi, Who Weekly. I'm calling in regards to your DC tour date uh, over in November. Um, While I was actually browsing the venue that you're touring at, um, I did want to let you know that uh, about a month before y'all are coming in, Tanache will be gracing that stage. Um, the funny thing about it, <laughs> um, your tickets are slightly pricier than Tanache's. I think you all are worth more than this world to describe, but given the value of a ticket to see Who Weekly on tour versus a ticket to see Tanache on tour, which one of you is Vemier? Star Joe Pizza Roll. Hey, guys. Long time, long time. I just had to correct the record. Duncan does offer green. If you go into your app, it's like in the sweeteners category. There's stevia in the raw. And let me tell you, that was a big Duncan innovation for me. I just really wanted you guys to know about the availability of stevia, which is far superior to Splenda. So, yeah, fighting words. All right, that's it. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. I was listening to Friday's pod, how Bobby was saying, I'm no longer a barb, I'm a bob. I'm not a barb, I'm a bob. 
which reminds me of the Halsey song that came out recently that no one paid attention to because Donda like took over it and Drake, I'm not a woman, I'm a god. But for Bobby, I'm not a barb, I'm a bob. Grateful for Sharna. Uh, a barb, just a bob.